You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome once again to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two adults and a bright young mind try to keep up with the pop culture in the ever morphing landscape well today it's uh well it's still two two adults but uh, one of those adults is including the bright young mind if you see what i mean because johan is off sick um <laughs> but uh it's me ben cod is here on bongos and as i said johan is both on paternity leave using up the last of it and sick we hope he gets well soon uh because there's nothing worse than being sick round about christmas particularly when you are actually on holiday such is life. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about our favourite Christmas films. Mark is going to tell us why Doja Cat ruled 2021. Uh, and we look back on some of the best music and TV series of the year. with their rather suave Christmas banger, You and I at Christmas Time. Do you like that, Mark? Yes, I, I was going to say I really like this song. Like It's kind of, you can tell it's Christmassy and not a bad kind of over-the-top cheesy, but I still like it. it. It's kind of like slightly melancholy, which I think the best Christmas songs have, right? Mm, yeah. No, you're not convinced, no, are you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Just <All right>. like <laughs> Just like life. Um, no, I, I like them to be super cheesy, super over the top, super Christmassy. But this one I like, and it's non, not of anything like I said. All right, go on then. What's your favorite Christmas song? You, you've brought us to this. Um, Something by... Oh, no, but... Uh, something by Wham, but... Well, well, last Christmas. Yeah, it's super melancholic. Yeah, but well, kind of. It's melancholic, but it's it's cheesy and over the top. Uh, uh, that's how I like it. We were listening to that yesterday in my in my house. Basically, I got and excited. And it's super good. Oh, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Um. Uh. My children weren't entirely convinced, but oh, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't know nothing. <laughs> They're children. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to indoctrinate them with my taste anyway, until they basically like what I like. That's that's the plan anyway. That's being a parent. That's why you have children, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, your favourite Christmas drink? You're, not, you're there, not a big drinker, I know, but like you must have a favourite Christmas drink. Is there a thing as Christmas drinks? Like champagne? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, champagne. But like, I mean, Bailey's, for example, which is I... Is it s- a Christmas... Do not people drink that whenever they want. Well, yeah, but like it's better at Christmas. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. It's like people can eat turkey whenever they want, but it's like it's better okay. at Christmas. Well, I, mean, I feel like I'm an alien and you're just teaching me how to be a human during holidays and stuff. Like I've never experienced them. But no, I, I don't know. Yes, champagne. 
So, but it's like a celebration <coughs> drink that can be yeah, applied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Do you like chocolate? Uh, I feel like <laughs> I, I come to be the, the bright young man. So young, she didn't even taste alcohol before. It's true. Young people are drinking less booze, aren't they? Than old people. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> no, but all right, all right, right. Just put this another way. If you, right, when you eventually go, you know, finish for Christmas and you sit back on your couch and you kick off your shoes and you stick, you know, something Christmassy on the TV, what are you going to be drinking? But I'm not a 50-year-old man. I'm not going <laughs> to say I'm not going to say whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I'm asking you. You don't have to say. You can say, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Probably, and if I'm doing that, it's going to be something like chocolate. But I don't even have the the will of to live to prepare chocolate. I'm just going to be there and just stare at the TV doing nothing. Like it's it's got to that point where I drink nothing because I'm depressed because of <laughs> everything <laughs> that is happening. This is being young. It's like basically being like, whatever. I'm, yeah, we don't I'd have... love a hot chocolate, but I can't be asked yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. God, it sounds terrible. It is. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's hope it's our last, as a famous song once said. Um, but uh, all right. So, so last time we were talking about Christmas films and mm-hmm. Johan went absolutely insane about Deadly Games. The French... I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> like, it's just so French that they made this. Well, no, I was about to say they made a version of Home Alone the other way around. The other, yeah. Um, with like a diabolic Santa and like that. I bet it was on Minitel, the French pre internet system. Are they abs- <laughs> I love the French, I really do. Um, uh, and you, we were asking, you know, Christmas films um, and what you like to watch. Uh, or don't like to watch, or what we just kind of associate with Christmas, um, because we're about to establish you not only do you not like drinking, you don't like films. <laughs> I don't like anything, right. apparently. <laughs> uh, love Actually. Love Actually. I, I feel it's my time to come clean about this. It, it's been deep down inside of me, and, and today is the day where I come clean about Love Actually. Because the other day, obviously, I was on Twitter. I don't do anything else apart from being on my phone. And I saw someone tweeting like, oh, it's finally the time of the year. And they tweeted a, a screenshot of of the movie, one of the big scenes that everyone knows of Love Actually. And it had like a thousand retweets and everyone was liking it. And what would what you would expect from a Love Actually tweet on Christmas. And I have to speak my truth and say, I do not like love, actually. <laughs> I, I, And I don't even know if the word like is the correct word. And I'm going to explain myself, right. and by the end of it, I will be the most um, understood person on earth. I've got and a I, notepad, yeah, so I'm, I'm literally taking I, And notes. I know you mentioned you haven't seen love, actually, ever. No, I haven't, ever. no. And, and you're going to... You, you're gonna be I don't know how to explain it because just listen to me All explain right, okay, okay. what this movie is about and, and the whole thing the thing is I had never watched Love actually either and not when it came out or, or when it like it came out in 2003 and I think it's when people became obsessed with it and then it became like a Christmas classic and I remember whenever I met people um, and I 
somehow the, the topic of love actually came because it's it's a very it's like everybody talks about it somehow and everybody have seen it so they freaked out when they discovered that I had never seen it and like I was some insane person like how did I dare wake up and walk on earth without having seen love actually and so finally I decided I, I was going to be part of society and and watch love actually because I think I'm actually the perfect target for for this kind of movie because I love Christmas I even love more Christmas movies and I'm not saying I love them because I hold them to this high standard no I mean I like the kind of shitty movies that Netflix puts out every year with Vanessa Hudgens oh, and and it's a terrible plot that every year gets worse and worse and they just milk it until it makes no sense I'm so, uh, so I, I'm not picky when it comes to Christmas movies. So I, I just embraced them all. So I was, I was excited for Love Actually, and especially knowing that it's like celebrity-packed, a kind of movie that it's uh, different stories that combine each other, and somehow they end up making this little big story. And I was like, this is this is my movie. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna be part of the cult thing going on with Love Actually. Also, they have British accents. Mm. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm excited. The expectations are high, not in a way that I'm going to expect like some brilliant movie, but the the kind of movie that I love, the Christmas movie that I want. And um I was I don't know how to, how to explain it, but what was that? Like when I finished I was like, "What have I just seen? What was that?" Has has anyone actually watched <laughs> the movie? I I I cannot believe people have watched this the, this movie and talk it about it the way they do. Like I, I'm convinced they collectively felt the peer pressure to watch it and decided to pretend they have already seen it and and just said yeah yeah I love it I love it so much. But nobody has actually seen the movie because it makes no sense. It's it's such a favorite that it's so confusing because Christmas it's about this kind of comfort. Um, I don't know this or love. Like the title says love, so you would expect comfort, love, and this family thing going on, and and it's none of that. It's so confusing. Like the word is confusing. Love actually is n- not bad because I would want my Christmas movie to be bad. It's confusing. What what is that movie? And and I'm not saying like oh um, because I. It's bad for certain reasons, like, let's remember it's a 2003 movie, so there's a lot of, like, all the stories are driven from the male character, so there's not many stories that you can see from the woman's perspective, but, or all of them are super heteronormative, but I'm not going to judge a 2003 movie based on that, I'm, I'm, I'm judging... The the stories that are going on, the stories without thinking all of that, I could think now from a 2021 perspective, I'm, I could say that. But that's not what makes it so weird. The weird part are the stories. And I'm just going to make a brief summary of some of them so you understand why it was so... It's puzzling. The word would be like, what what is going on? Okay, the first one. Right. The first one. So you, when you think of love, actually, you think of that iconic like moment where you have you seen like screenshots or or maybe if you think of love, actually, you would think of of a guy holding cards. On some... I I think of like the Hugh Grant as prime minister singing. Oh, okay. When I think about it, okay. Possibly because I've seen the girls' allow video. I quite like that. 
Okay, then no, you're not thinking about the iconic moment, but the iconic moment everyone thinks of right. is um, just a guy holding some card in someone's door and then just changing it and it it reads something it's supposed to be romantic. I don't what, know. What, saying he loves her or something like that? Yeah, something yeah, right. like that. It's supposed to be a romantic gesture and everyone loved it and blah, blah, blah. So that that's the first story that I was like, oh, okay, yes, I know this is going to be super romantic because everyone may, talks about this this scene specifically um, and that it's supposed to be so romantic. So the story um, is about this guy who is in love with his um, best friend's wife. Oh, Jay. Oh, dear. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you think, oh, what a bummer! It must be a shitty situation. Um, like especially if you, if it's your best friend, you love him. Um, it must be difficult to 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 handle, especially if you're not gonna do anything because it's he's your best friend. So, let's maybe it's interesting to see how this this guy does that. Like he's not gonna pursue her, and he's just going to be sad and kind of trying to move on, right? Well, right, kind of. But this guy is very sketchy. Like he, like the first scene we have of this story is the the wedding day, and he basically spends the whole wedding day recording in his personal camera, just recording the the wife, just as right. only her. Like you can not not anyone else. Just close ups of the wife. And he's the best friend just sitting there like a creep recording <laughs> just her. And you could say, oh, he's so in love. He's so infatuated. He didn't even realize he's only recording the woman. And and when he watches um, back the, the, the film, he's going to see he's only recorded her or whatever. But... Mm, I I don't I think he was very well aware that he was only recording her and and it just gives you this icky feeling like what is this man gonna do with this oh, private oh, film Jesus. of only this woman he's supposedly so in love with like okay I am creep sir calm down <laughs> but we could excuse that and say yeah I don't know maybe he was not realizing because he's so in love so so in love apparently but then we discover he barely knows her. Like, they do not know each other. You would think, oh, he's so in love because they spend so much time together. He's the the best friend of... Well, his wife is... Uh, no, <laughs> best friend's wife. So they spend lots of time together and he ended up falling in love with her too and, and whatever. But they do not know each other. Like, there's a point in the movie in which she talks to him and he and she says, well... We, I know we don't talk that much and, and you don't seem very fond of me, but maybe we could try to be friendlier. So how is she from this perspective? Like I have never talked to you, but um, let's try to be friendly because we share an important person. How is she in that mindset? And he's so in love with her. Like, you, And you have to, to take this part into account because it's going to be important later to like, the, the thing of to people a person not knowing the other person and that making it like the the foundation of love like this person do not know each other so they in love and this is not like which means he's only in love with her because she is Kira Knightley and she is hot and she is young and that's basically it because she he doesn't know anything else um from her because they they do not speak to each other basically hang on they, they don't speak to each other no because um, and he's the, in love with her yeah Right, okay, okay. They they barely know each other and whenever they speak they feel like they're not <clears throat> very fond of each other because 
because he maybe is trying to to not show that he's in love with her, but how is he in love with her if they have never been close to begin with? I don't, like, I don't want to spoil it, but is she in love with him? Let's wait. All because right, okay, that's okay, not okay. the worst part. You would think, oh, no, that's, that's, uh, pretty that's bad, very, but yeah. yeah. Um, he then proceeds to express um, his feelings for her, um, which is as if that is not putting her in a horrible situation because um, she, that she didn't ask for and, and also prove that he doesn't have much respect for his best friend who just married this woman. <laughs> and, and this is the famous card m- moment, which you already can already tell that it's not going to be this big romantic gesture. It's already kind of creepy to begin with, knowing the context that he doesn't really know her, they don't really know each other, and he's been a creep in their wedding. Um, but um, the th- the scene basically is him knocking at their house and her coming down to open the door and he says, he tells her not to say anything, not to speak, so already asking her to keep a secret from her husband, her newly wed mm, husband, um, which is already a big red flag, and then he proceeds to do this um, card in which he writes, oh, um, you are perfect to me, whatever, blah, 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 and, and, and play a Christmas carol, pretending it's someone singing in the door, so they have to be like all this secretive with the best friend, with the person they both love, which is very weird, like, if, I don't know, it feels very bad. Um, and instead, you would think, oh, this woman, ha- she, well, I didn't mention, but she has seen, she knows about the close-ups of her wedding. Oh, boy. So she's already like, okay, this w- dude is kind of weird. Um, and now he's asking me not to talk and he's doing all this weird stuff. I'm just going to close the door or I'm going to call the police or do something. <laughs> no, no. The worst part is um, she, when he finishes, he, he, she kisses him. And that's it. Like proper kiss, proper like, you know. No, like a peck, but... Okay. And, but, and then she leaves and he's like, okay, bye. And that's the end of the story. That's the end? Yeah. You don't you don't know what, what happens no. after? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, I understand it's written from... Like, I understand the the the, the, the script that was written um, by a male. So it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the part I get. But why would she kiss him? Like she, well, well, she just I... thought uh, he hated him uh, like a day ago and now she's kissing him and, and she's supposed to be in love with her husband. Well, all right, all right. In your opinion, what happens next? I mean, obviously nothing happens next. I don't film, know because like... I cannot keep up with the logic of love actually. I'm like, I I don't understand what's happening, but anything could happen. I, I can't keep up. So the next story... I don't like that story. Well, you're in for a treat because <laughs> no, the next ones are not any better. Um, the next story is also based on the idea that love is basically what happens when two people don't communicate and don't know each other at all. Great. So that's what love is. Love actually is not <laughs> knowing your partner. She's <laughs> the second part of the title. Um, so there's this guy um, who is so in love with um, his girlfriend, but he discovers she's cheating on him. And he, well, he's devastated um, and he goes to a retreat to friends in a big house. I guess he's very rich and and he tries to write a book there. And he has a Portuguese mate. Mm, 
lots of questions already. Yes, that's not the important part. And they basically share a few weeks in which she works there and he's also working on his um, book. Um, they don't speak the same language. He only speaks English and she only speaks Portuguese. So there's not much going on because they cannot communicate. And that's it. That no Nothing else happens. And then there, there's the last day. He, he brings her to whatever she's going. I don't know. I think it was... She's living with a boat or, or a bus. I don't remember. And she kisses him goodbye. And they're like, okay, that was weird. And, and they leave. And to this point, this would be the only normal thing to happen in love, actually. Because you think, okay, she got nervous or something or did something weird. And, and they do not do anything else about it. Because this man is going through a grief um, from his previous relationship that finished like a couple weeks ago. And he's grieving and, and obviously he's not going to do anything. He's just confused, but he's not make her even more awkward by saying, oh, what are you doing? And and they just leave and, and the story continues. No, of course, nothing else. Nothing normal happens in, in Love Actually. The storyline continues that they both go back her to Portugal and him to England and he goes back to England and, and joins a Portuguese school, language school <laughs> learns Portuguese goes back to Portugal um, I don't know how he knows where she lives and it, o it is also very funny to see how English people or at least the people that wrote Love Actually perceive um, Portugal which is portrayed as this third world rural <laughs> country that they Goats all everywhere yeah, 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 yeah. very weird like it's not that far from England you can go there and see that it's nothing like you just did but uh, like you portrayed but okay that's not the weirdest part so <laughs> I'll go with it I guess and then he finds her at her job or well he first finds her family and then the the whole town ends up just following him to find her because it's a rural third world country and and they all know each other um and then they're, she, they're not doing any work obviously they're portuguese <laughs> yeah uh, he, she is the only one working and she's a waitress um and then she goes to uh, he goes to the restaurant asks her to marry him Let's not even go out. Let's remember, they have never spoken a word to each other because they didn't share the same language. The first time they speak to each other, he asks her to marry him. And she says, yes. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> Can I just say something? Yes. I, lo I love Portugal and I love Portuguese people. I was joking there just then. <laughs> uh, just in case anyone... Uh, okay. Let's wait for your Portuguese love story coming soon. As an English person that loves Portugal, I... I can't wait for you to go to Portugal to to ask for marriage to some random person on the street. Well, I English didn't see a Portuguese do. woman walking past the street the <laughs> yeah. other day, so, you know, maybe... <laughs> You're going to, to a Portuguese language school. Okay, the, the last story I'm going to talk about is the, the one that traumatized me the most, <laughs> um, which is to say a lot because these last two were incredible. Um, and it begins with a woman's funeral. And, I, and the first thought you have with this story is um, that you're getting the, a love story between two people grieving, um, which is uh, a father and a son that lost a very important person in their life. Um, not a father, sorry, the husband and a son um, who is not the father of this kid, but like you understand this woman had a kid yes, from another yeah, yeah, marriage yeah. or something, and then yeah. she was uh, married to another man. And, 
And I guess I guess that was the the what was going to happen. They would bond over the grieving, over losing this woman, and it's also a love story. It doesn't have to be this man meets a woman, they do not speak to each other, they end up together. Um no, I, I thought, well, this one is going to be about a family kind of love, and it's very interesting also with the grieving point of stuff. Of course it's not about that. Hmm. Why would that be the main point of a love story? It's not about that. It's about love um, being a thing that happens when two people do not speak to each other. Because the <laughs> next scene is um, the this this um, adult man going to the to the son and asking how he's feeling. He just lost his mother literally the day before, and. Mm, we understand how grieving works, especially if you're a young kid who lost her mom. And what does the, <laughs> the boy just says? Oh, um, actually, I'm not thinking about her at all because I'm in love with a girl from my class that I have never spoken to. And I know I should be thinking about mom, but I'm not because I'm in love. And, and I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is literally what happens. And the adult in the situation, seeing this response, would say, oh, this kid um, is um, shocked by grief, so he doesn't know how to process it. He's doing a, a bad yeah, job. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. to bring him to the psychologist, someone who actually can help him. Well, not. Of course, he's not going to do that. He is going to grab the kid at midnight and make him watch Titanic. Um, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think because it has love happening. And he's like, yes, you have to fight for love. And we are going to make you join the orchestra in your school because the girl sings there. And then you're going to fall in love. Who is your mom? We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you had a mom? Huh? I don't remember. Me neither. That's it. Did you like love, actually? Okay, there's actually more storylines, of which worse than, than these ones. All of them have two main ideas in common um, that you can... What love actually wants you to learn is that love stories only happen when the two people in the relationship don't know each other at all and have no intention to do so. So <laughs> if that is what you, you're going through, then you're doing amazing. You're going to have love. And if, if you, you're not doing that, and there's also two stories... Um, in which there's not a, a happy ending, which is interesting because I, I like the idea of not all of them being super happy and and everything ending good. But the bad part of them is that the only two stories um, with a bad ending is a woman um, who who has to take care of her autistic brother. Um, so she 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 has well she's like a caregiver for him because her parents are already dead, and she also has a love interest. But right. once the love interest discovers she has other things going on on her life, such as caring for a disabled brother, he loses interest <laughs> because <laughs> he can only be the only man in her life, even though the other one is uh, related to her and is a disabled person that needs um, to be taken care of. So, you know what they say, if you're a woman, you cannot have both, um, <laughs> be a caregiver and have a personal life. You have to choose. So Tough, that's what happens. But, you know, that, that, that's the rule. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> and the other um, one that doesn't have a, a happy ending is the the only middle-aged woman um, in, the, in the whole movie um, who has a husband 
who falls in love with an incredibly hot um, secretary who is insanely um, desperate to go to bed with this man. Um, so the man goes to bed with her. <laughs> And that's it. What, what, what that's and, they, it. And, and the woman is so caring and, and such a good mother and a good wife. And, and it, it's, she's just amazing. It's not that there was not love in the, in the family and things were like dying out. No, she, she's an amazing wife and mother. Um, but he has a sexy secretary that wears horns on the dinner party, the Christmas dinner party. So, you know, um, basically... Um, <laughs> what you need to be is hot and young in order to have love. Love, which means not knowing the other person. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, do you know what I was just thinking? would be brilliant. It's like a really, really bleak follow-up to Love Actually, <clears throat> where you go back and you see the bloke who married the Portuguese, and they realise like when they when they can actually talk to each other, they hate they each other. They hate each other. <laughs> it's, it's most likely to happen. You're like, don't know each other, and and you're both crazy, so... Well, maybe they, that they want. And that bloke that. who did the cards has been thrown in jail for stalking. <laughs> I hope so. That would be <laughs> fair. That would be fair. All right, but also, what have you? You have some very well considered opinions by why love actually is terrible. What happens when you tell people who love actually this? Do they just go? Ah, we... Yeah, I because I remember having the like the moment in which I decided to watch it. It's because a very close friend of mine said she loved it. It was her favorite Christmas movie. And I, I always have the, the same opinions as, as her and I trust her opinion a lot. And I was like, what the F was that? Like, I, I just explained to her what I watched, like the way I explained mm, to yeah, you. Yeah. And she was like laughing like, oh no, because... He... And I was like, no, but tell me, <laughs> why, what did I not understand? Like, and, and they cannot explain. Maybe... I don't know what happened. What did I lose in translation? I the, I feel like it's a cult, or they have not watched it. Are they drunk? Because you know <laughs> that happens with a lot of Christmas films. Yeah, but uh, I think I still would kind of get the the ick of what what is that? What is that? Like I would have to close my eyes, close the TV, get drunk in order to, to enjoy love. Actually, like I don't know. It's so weird. It's confusing. Like I'm not saying I don't like it because. It is so confusing. It makes me wonder, like, that is such a weird thing to put out. But okay, go with it. I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to make you feel, but have you heard uh, Ed Sheeran's <laughs> new Christmas song with, with Elton John? No. <laughs> this makes me feel like, yeah, Ed Sheeran and Love Actually and Christmas. It's like the worst combination of ever well the video apparently recreates a scene from love actually it just <laughs> add things on top it's I feel quite like, uh, something the video it makes sense that ed Sheeran loves love actually yeah <laughs> i can the, the, picture him really enjoying it the song is absolutely unbelievable and i don't mean that in a good way <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like if you thought if you thought love actually was was cheesy well actually i don't know i think the cheesiness no, is the problem no cheesy. no it is not at all i wish it was Oh God! I'm, I'm no, I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> but I, I bet I, I wish the best for Ed Sheeran and his love actually. Um, video. Well, scene? if it, if it's any help, they've been beaten to the British Christmas number one by someone who's singing about sausage rolls. Amazing! I I love the English. Although, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, when they saw someone else, they were so desperate for a Christmas number one, right? <laughs> That when they saw, there's this bloke called Lad Baby. Every year he releases a song about sausage rolls um, and it goes to number one. All proceeds to charity, so yeah, we can't be too rude about it. But like, um, 
Anyway, he does that. And and so like, every Christmas he goes number one. And when Ed Sheeran and Elton John saw that Lad Baby was releasing this, they agreed to star on the Lad Baby song. So desperate were they. So Christmas desperate. number one. So it's like, yeah, no, no, we didn't get beaten. We were on that number yeah, one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no, number one and two. Yeah. That's better than one, isn't yeah. it? You know, like that's... Uh, oh. oh, Ed Sheeran. Um, what about Gremlins? <laughs> that's this, yeah, this that's is my your favourite. Um, like, I, I, I don't think I remember a lot of what Gremlins is about. Like when you said your favorite was Gremlins, it was like, is it a Christmas mo Does Christmas happen in there? Yeah, happens over Christmas. <laughs> like, you know. It, I don't it, remember. It, I well, just remember it so loud. Loud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah when, <laughs> when they get crazy, I remember, I don't know why, maybe I have a weird memory, but I remember them screeching like to death or something. No, they do make a hell of a lot of noise. Yes. No, it's... It, no, okay, right. Y you are... You are not alone because there are a lot of people who are like, is Gremlins a Christmas film? It's like is Die Hard. It's like, is that a Christmas film? I don't know. I've never seen Die Hard. <laughs> no, no. Johan <laughs> would kill us if he was there. But apparently Die Hard is set at Christmas. So it counts as a Christmas film. And in Gremlins also is also set at Christmas. Um, and it's then it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's pretty Christmassy, actually. Like, there's a lot of, um, you know, scenes with fake snow and that kind of thing, Christmas <laughs> decorations. Um, and the, the, you know... The actual gremlin is a Christmas present. Yeah, that. So it's supposed to be like a fur furby. How do you call that in English? Furby. A furby. Furby. Yeah, it's before it's furby. furbies, isn't it? Yeah, it's like years before furbies. Ah, okay. So maybe furbies are supposed to be gremlins. Possibly. Well, uh, yeah, well I'm just. I think furby corpse lawyers would have something <laughs> to say about that, but the. Um, so it that's your favorite out of all the Vanessa Hudgens movies you could choose. <laughs> <laughs> you choose Gremlin. Last year, yeah. um, we were trying to find a Christmas film to watch, and we saw, oh, Netflix has released a Christmas film, like, you know, with Santa. I can't even remember what it was called. And it was god awful. It was one of the worst <laughs> films I've, I've ever seen. Even my children didn't like it. Um, so you watched Gremlins? Well, Gremlins isn't as available on streaming services as you might oh. think. No. Um, we, uh, what did we watch? I tried to get them to watch. Um, yeah? No, no, no. Elf, what? I think it was. Yes! Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. It's it's stupid, but it's funny. And, and I know it. it's the kind of comfort, feel-good movie I want from Christmas. And it's just so silly and and funny. I think as a kid, I, I also watch it later than I should have, but as a kid, I would love <laughs> it so much. Think about Gremlins, right? I've got a... Well, okay, there's this one... When we talk about is, is Gremlins a Christmas film, there's this one scene which is is highly inappropriate. Do you remember it? Which is... oh the, Ah, yes, this is... I didn't remember this at the time, but this is the reason why you can't watch Gremlins with your kids. What happened? What, oh, what inappropriate things happened with there's, the Gremlins? What <laughs> no, no, inappropriate in that way. <laughs> I mean, possibly. like X-rated Gremlin scene. No, but there's a scene where uh, Kate, who is the lead character, yeah. tells a story about, like, um, her dad disappearing over Christmas. Oh. Do you remember this? No. Um, I'd forgotten it as well, actually, until I was reading about it, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And she tells a story about her dad disappearing over Christmas, and a few days later, they start sort of, like, smelling something from the chimney. <laughs> they go to clean out the chimney. No. And they find their dad dead in a, Christmas, in a, in a Santa album. But the, how, in, which, in which context she explained that morbid story? Well, because she's saying why she doesn't like Christmas, I think. It's, it's one That's of a fair reason not to like <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I Christmas. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Imagine every Santa you saw. But you have to see the chimney and, and wonder if... Oh, but, my God. But that's why you can't, you, you can't watch with too young, too. It's like, 
why is he coming down the chimney? <laughs> like, doesn't actual Santa do that? And then you're in a world of... Oh. You know, Johan told my children that, that Father Christmas didn't exist. <laughs> How? Why? Oh, my God. That's so he's bad. he's an awful, awful person. <laughs> that's why he's not here. That's why, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's exactly. feeling so bad. I wonder why. Karma. No presents for him, I tell you. Uh, luckily, they weren't actually listening at the time. Oh, but, my um, God. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you, now he has a daughter. You can... Oh, yeah, I'm going to pay back time. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Gremlins Christmas theory as well? Yes, please. Right, okay. But lots of people have written a lot of crap about Gremlins, all right? Fanfics. Fanfiction. Well, no, no, I'm thinking more in, like, is Gremlins a critique of the capitalist system oh, okay, of Christmas? Yeah, yeah. And, like, people are like, um, because, like, oh, that so... He, it all comes from a present, yeah? So maybe presents are bad. Have you thought about that? <laughs> and why does his dad get Billy a good present? Because he's been away working for the man. So maybe the capitalism is bad. Literally, people have written pages about this. I, I, yeah. I, I could be... I used to be the people that try to intellectualize everything. And now I'm just on the opposite spectrum. I'm like, no, it's about Furbies. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right, well, you, you're not going to like my theory then, but I'm going to tell you. It's about how Christmas appears to disappoint us, sometimes in the details, but always works out in the end. So, it's a it's a good one, but I, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's pretty obvious. It's it's, <laughs> it's about that, no? We have the present that goes wrong. Oh, okay, it's it's deeper than that. Okay, the present that goes wrong. And we have the family who turn up, the Mogwai family who turn out to be bad and threaten to ruin your Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, turns out okay. <laughs> Why? They, how does it then? They just kick out the family? <laughs> no, no, they kill, they kill all the bad gremlins. And uh, then... Uh, they kill the Mugway family. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Haven't we all... I think, do they... Sh do, what do they do? do they, I think they electrocute them, if I remember rightly. They were gremlins, not yeah. the family. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I don't remember at all anything. Yeah, but that's kind, it's kind of weird to kill the little creatures. Because yeah, they but are, they're bad at that point. Yeah, they're bad, but well, at some point they were good. It's like, just try to reverse Oh, it you don't somehow. have deep theory. This is a deep theory. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, some, some, some point <laughs> there. Is it about redemption, Ma? Yeah. Is Gremlins the a story of redemption? Of God? Oh, my God. It's Christian. It's Christianity. It's a Christian propaganda. Bloody hell. <laughs> but, yeah, I I can see that. I can see your theory. Because okay. it's. I don't think it's that far away from the basic point they were trying to make. <laughs> that Christmas is good. Should we listen to Marvin Gaye? Please. All right, this is Marvin Gaye with Purple Snowflakes. Softly they flow, where do they go? Purple snowflakes cover the ground without a sound. Gentle snowflakes fall from the sky before your eyes. Blankets of white brighten the night. Marvin Gaye with Purple Snowflakes. Do you like that? I love Christmas movies. I think I'm going to just listen to that all year. Like, I, I'm discovering a side of me that I didn't know. What? I, you love a Christmas anthem like that? Yeah. I, I'm, I was just saying I didn't that much, but I do. I do. I'm going to listen to this on the first one we put. I, I love them both. I've got a long Christmas playlist somewhere, but it's on Apple Music, and you are a Spotify user, right? Yeah. So not much, Fight. you know. 
you should do a Spotify playlist, the same one. So normal people can get <laughs> no, to it. Shut up, normal people. <laughs> Apple, Apple Music's for the cool people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what that's what Rob's saying. Uh, although Spotify is also for the cool people. So every, Thank it's, all, you. It's, all, it's all for the cool people. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, talking of music, so one of my one of my pleasures this year, Ma, has been <laughs> getting a, an album of the week. Yeah. And I'm not saying I unilaterally choose it because I don't. I always open it up, but like, mm-hmm. frankly, one of my pleasures has been. Um, trying to get you to listen to things that I don't I think are going to quite annoy you. And I tried with Arab Strap and it didn't work. You liked it. And I tried with Danielle Hall and it didn't work. Oh, you, that didn't you... work at all. <laughs> no. uh, because now I'm, my personality is based on that album now. It's the only thing I know about myself. God, I wish your personality was based on Arab Strap. That would be, that'd be quite <laughs> I mean, astounding. Let's see what next year brings us. You can try something weirder. There was one album you didn't like. I can't remember what it was. I, I feel like I didn't like a lot of them, but I tried to be nice. Oh, you're coming out now, is it yeah, right? Okay. I'm just a liar. <laughs> you have to know that. <laughs> Got to speak your truth. So anyway, but I thought it was about time that that we um, yeah. we asked you for like the yeah. album you wanted to talk about, um, yeah. and there was there was no there was no like delay when I asked you this. There was just like no. and it had an answer straight away. No. It was. What is the album we should have talked about this year, and we are now. We should have talked, and it's so embarrassing we didn't um, about Planet Her. By Doja Cat, by Miss Amala, whatever her surname is. But I, it's so I, I don't remember when she put it out. But I I should have fought um, for for it to be the the album of the week because if someone when you said oh choose an album from this year um that you think we should have talked about and it's this one because if someone has owned 2021. It's Doja Cat. Like, there's no discussion. Like, she's not even in my most played artist or my most listened to music. It's it's just that she has. Like, uh, there's no denying. There's no discussion here. Doja Cat has owned 2021 like no one else has. Like, not even Olivia Rodrigo, who obviously has been a top star from and from 2021 and has a year that has brought her so many incredible stuff. But Doja Cat is the one that has taken 2021 and made it hers. Because um, if, I don't know how to explain it. Um, she, this album and, and this year in general has consolidated Doja as an A-list um, top pop star, queen, celebrity, icon, moment, mm, everything. Um, and, and it's like it was on the making for years. Like she's not a new artist like Olivia is. Um, like we didn't know her at all. And now she's everywhere it's like Doja has been there for quite a few years but 2021 has sped the final processes um through uh like two thousand percent up um to to make her the best next performer like she is undoubtedly is already huge is going to be huge is going to stay there and I'm so convinced it, it is that that way it's difficult to explain Doja Cat's stardom, like, without context, is like, if you get it, you get it. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, I feel bad for you. But let's try to make you, because I don't think you... You said you don't really understand Doja Cat, or you don't really understand... No, well, this is the thing. Like, I think a lot of pop acts, you can sort of sum them up in a word or in a couple of words. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, I don't know. When I think of uh, Lady Gaga, I think of like you know big dance anthems, for example. 
um, or when I think of, um, I don't know, BTS, it's like pure K-pop, you know, like mm-hmm. really, like Doja Cat, I, I don't know, like how, how would you, like how would you sum her up? What's like the, the kind of two adjectives? To me, Doja Cat is so important and, and it's the queen of, of this year and the, the, the queen of our generation, I feel like, because she encapsulates perfectly what Gen Z is and what Gen Z feels like, like this, um, like very internet driven and very knowledgeable in that area because before she even was a musician, she was an internet troll. And that's what we have seen in a lot of, of, of artists that are coming up like, like Lil Nas X, who is amazing at what he does because he knows so much the internet that he can make it work for him. And, and that's the, what's happening with Doja Cat too. But also she knows and, and respects um, the rules of historic, like iconic pop stars, um, amazing performances, um, amazing presence on stage. So the mix of, of these two things, like making the internet work for you and also... Um, having the references of, of, of iconic pop stars, like I'm thinking Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, like having those iconic moments on MTV um, awards stages and stuff, and blending the two of them makes you the the perfect um, artist of, of 2021 because obviously we have pop divas and pop stars and, and we have Ariana Grande, we have Lady Gaga, we have all these queens that... It's not like they do not exist or I think they're not doing well. But the way Doja Cat makes me feel and a, a lot of people feel, it's it's like it's bringing back um, what we've been missing, which is like the quintessential pop diva that brings everything to the stage. And, and she does, like no one else does. And, and that makes her incredible and... and well, I don't know. How no, to I, I was going to say because this is this is um, listening to the album, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I should say, um, I I was quite surprised by how many different genres it did, like how it kind of jumps from from genres, and it felt. I think I said in the notes felt a little bit like a kind of well together, well put together playlist at times, because um, you know it goes from like Afro pop and sort mm-hmm. of more hip hop and and disco and mumble rap and just all the these kind of things but she kind of does it coherently which makes it like a very a very modern thing but but it did make me think like maybe the do you know the expression in english jack of all trades master of none i can yeah yeah i can understand um is that a problem with her? Like, because the, the, she's not the queen. It could of, be. Like, she's not the queen of Afro pop. She's not the queen of trap. She's not the queen of. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It but, could be, but, and and it's a dangerous thing that you said you cannot say like, oh, Lady Gaga dance or dance pop or whatever, and and Doja is more difficult. It's like pop, rap, whatever, and lots of other styles, but it works amazing for her. Like, I don't know how she does it, but. When you hear a Doja Cat song, you can tell it's her, like, even though it's maybe a genre she hasn't done yet or something, there's something in her that makes it be like it's a Doja Cat song. It's not like, I, yeah, I, I understand the but the dangerousness of, of not having a, a, a specific style or something very you that only you make. But in her case, that's why, that's why she's becoming so big because 
having all these dangerous aspects that could have brought her down or could have made her more irrelevant because people do not connect to her or her music, it makes her more powerful because she she just proves um, she can do it. And and the thing maybe that connects all of this stuff is that they all resonate or or connect with um, young people or or how how basically they work on TikTok. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying t- Doja Cat does songs for TikTok like a lot of songs you can that are coming out now you can feel that the manager or whoever just told the artist like make a song for TikTok whatever. No, it's like Doja Cat makes music and the music is so good um the people on TikTok always end up using um songs from her because they're just very catchy or or they have this this feeling that really resonates um with um Gen Z and <coughs> and we the first one that the most iconic one is say so the the one everyone was making the the dance and it became so viral the dance on on say so which is from the previous album hot pink um made it to the music video so she let the people that made it so popular take control of of the song so she didn't ignore like she works with the virality like she's not saying no to it and and she's not forcing dances to it she's just organically lets it happen and and that's how even if hot pink is like what not three or two years old now um there's still hits coming out of of that album which is so impressive because that doesn't normally happen like maybe you put out the album and then for the next couple months um a song or two make it to top lists but from hot pink there's like that rules cybersex street all these songs that are still pro- she is still producing hits from her previous album so of course planet planet her was so anticip- highly anticipated because it, like it was going to consolidate and prove the point that it was not like a a, lux- a lucky strike or something like she is an an amazing artist and somehow maybe there's no words to explain it um she makes she makes it work for for it to be like she's mainstream and it's so difficult to be so mainstream like you're not yeah you can try but it's not always going to work like let's for example all the disney kids like miley and and selena gomez and all of these that are super mainstream but it doesn't mean all of they're gonna do it it's gonna be hits and in Doja Cat's um, case, she proved that she has the talent to to <laughs> always make hits because out of Planet Her, we also have like a ton of songs that have made it um, organically without her pushing them on on her TikTok. Like, hey, hey guys, let's do this challenge or let's do... no. She put out an album and they she lets it be and the people they kiss me more. You're right. Need to know. Get into it. Woman and she all these songs organically um, make it to to TikTok with dance challenges but also like a song as background songs or as um ways to i don't know to do whatever because tiktok it's not only dancing obviously and and it's insane how she has gotten rid of the concept of um, radio single or the hit of the album because half the track list on her on on the album is on top charts and radios and stuff like that's so difficult like it doesn't normally happen that at least half the the songs are charting. See, I got to. I was trying to work out when I first heard of Doja Cat, and I think it was when she did Moo. 
I remember yeah. like somebody talking yeah. about about like Moo. I was like, what, what on earth is Moo? And I was like, okay, I've got to got to go and look at that. Mm-hmm. Which is why, and then I sort of didn't really think about her for for a long time. Which is why I was kind of a bit surprised that it, she made it so. Yeah. Yeah, but she hasn't sort of like abandoned that part of herself, has she? No, because you say she's funny. She's really like. Yeah, because to me. It happened exactly the same process. I discovered her with Moo, and I, f- I felt like this woman is incredible. She is crazy, that, that super funny, but it's for a very niche um, audience that gets this kind of humor and that can enjoy Moo. Um, she's in my head, Doja Cat would, if they asked me and when whenever it was that Moo came out, if she was going to be mainstream, I would say no. She like if she was going to make it the way she has made it, and that's what makes it so impressive. But also says a lot of Gen Z or how we have evolved um, as a society to a, all collectively in a mainstream way appreciate Doja Cat because she has not changed that much. The the songs on on the album are are not that far away from Moo. Like, Moo is maybe more um, ironic or more directly like a parody, but it's not a parody, it's just Doja. But the songs are not that different. Like, they're not deeper or whatever. It's just that I feel like they work for how unhinged we all are now. Do you, I was wondering, thinking about this, with her and with Lil Nas X, do you reckon that if they had come out um, with Moo and Old Town Road like a decade ago when the old way of doing things in the music industry was kind of still there. Do you reckon they would have been one-hit wonders because people wouldn't have known what yeah. to do? Yeah, uh, or maybe not even one-hit wonders. Maybe they wouldn't even made it to charts. Yeah. Maybe some just people would have watched it and, and think, okay, lol, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, I really like that this kind of artists are mainstream now. Like I, I truly like three four years ago i would have never expected her to be next to the big stars next like thinking of her like okay doja cat ariana grande um who else is is the pop deep of the moment lady gaga they're on the same level it's and and she managed to do that in a year like she was not there with hot being yet even though she had lots of hits and with planet her she said i'm here i'm staying i'm taking all the awards like i'm not in a literal sense, like she has had a lot of the awards, but the performances she makes at like what I love her the mo- uh, all the hits she makes are incredible. But the way she has brought back the two thousands performance awards that makes me want to watch on YouTube. Like I barely watch them anymore performances on awards, but if it's Doja, I'm gonna watch whatever she's putting out because for example see so she's has been made to play that song like a thousand million times by now she is so over it but she in in order to not make her feel sick of this song and and the people that watch her she knows she's a performance performer she knows she's an entertainer so she does it differently every single time and i'm not saying changing a bit the choreography or changing a bit the the costumes or whatever no like literally um, different styles every single time she performs, say so in an award show or whatever. Like we got old Hollywood, say so, emo punk, say so, futuristic rave, say so, sexy alien weird thing, say so, um, horror movie, say so. It's like the range um, is insane. Like she, she is the moment. I cannot explain it. You have, you just have to watch it. And and I'm just. It's not only when she goes to award shows. I also have seen like clips of her performing in festivals that have been happening this this year, and she is incredible. She 
dom like her presence on stage is impossible not to look at and she knows she has this this power and and it makes it so attractive i don't know one final thing before we have before we have to end do you think she can ask? Because it's really hard at, to be on top of of like what the internet is saying. It's almost impossible. It's so much work mm-hmm. to do. You have to actually be there, and it's also, I think, to do with a stage in in your life. Do you think she 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 can last in this kind of way? I think she can because if she kind of died out after Hot Pink, which is the last al- the previous album. I would be like, yeah, it's very difficult to keep this level of virality on and stuff. But Planet Her has made it has made her even bigger. So now she, I think she's at a point that the difficult part was to me going from Hot Pink to Planet Her, right. and she has proved <coughs> her point. So now she's on a steadier um, place with Planet Her, uh, in which she can. I think she can just um, keep going and keeping this level if she wants to because she has proven the most difficult part that is going from, oh, this girl that's gone viral because of her last album. She has a few hits, um, but now she's trying to milk it and it's not working. And she has proved it's not at all that. And I think she can do big stuff and be like Super Bowl kind of um, pop star. Like... Person of the year, then Doja Cat. Doja Cat, no doubt. Um, there's no discussion. I, I know you agree. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the album a lot. I thought um, it had some really, really good. But really... it's more nuanced than only the album. It's just everything that happened to her, how she owned it. All right, we uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to leave it there for the year. Oh. Next time oh it'll be twenty 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 two. Unbelievably, um, and we're gonna play it with Doja Cat. What else? I asked you what song. It was Get Into It, Yeah, um, which uh, I rather like for the Nicki Minaj references. Lots of love to Nicki Minaj as yeah. well. Yeah. Happy Christmas to all. Merry Don't Christmas. watch stuff, actually. Or do. And let me know what you thought. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, I might watch it. Please do. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's been a very pleasant year. We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra.